Okay, great. So we're back in the studio. We're back in the studio. It's been let's wow, not how long? let's not let's I not know. say how long it's been. It's been way too long. We went from recording every week in person. Literally to like, every week. When we first started, we were not even set up to record remotely. Mm-mm. So we, were, we just decided to rearrange our lives so that we could always be together on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're like, uh, yeah, too busy. We could just, Sorry, you know, <laughs> remote this. So. Which is honestly, it's always better for me to record remotely because it's easier to edit the audio. Yeah. But, you know, I miss the face-to-face. All of our in-person episodes are significantly better than our remote episodes in terms of content. I find them to be way funnier. I think part of the thing is we do get drunk before we start recording when we're in person. Whereas when we record remotely, I'm typically not drinking because it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday night. (laughs) Same. And I'll be honest with you, on the way here, I kept thinking like... I hope I'm a little tipsy for the record because (laughs) I wish I was when I watched this movie. Uh, This movie, it had killer sofa vibes for me. Yes. Yes, I agree with you. Because there was sort of uh, like a half-assed attempt at explaining why we had a we were dealing with a homicidal inanimate object. Yeah, the the lore. The lore. The lore. <laughs> Let's use that in quotes, please. No, that's literally how I <laughs> how I described it to people yesterday. I was telling them <laughs> that I watched this movie because I'm at my friend's house and they're decorated outside and they have two nutcrackers. And I was like, oh, it's so funny. You have nutcrackers outside. I just watched this movie called The Nutcracker massacre <laughs> and i got into the and then the I, lore i said the lore i said <laughs> we learned the lore this is i hate it let's watch it i'm lisa and i'm dawn we are talking about as john said a movie called nutcracker massacre on tubi on tubi which yes. is you know what tubi doesn't steer me wrong when i find these insane no and i have to applaud this movie for being reasonably watchable because i've seen some movies on tubi that are cringy to the point where i want to kill myself yeah and this movie was not that i felt like it struck the right medium between really really bad and uh like b-level movie it knew where it wanted to go, but I don't think it really landed. It never got there. No. <laughs> it wanted... It so w- many of the movies we cover fit that description. Right? <laughs> it wanted to get to a place that it never got to. And yeah. <laughs> honestly, this one, the lore was just... I know we have to put that in quotes, but once we figured that out and found out the reasoning behind this quote unquote massacre, which I'm also putting in quotes because not really a massacre. It was not a massacre. How many people do you think need to die for it to be called a massacre? Not even how many people have to die. I don't think I saw that much blood. Oh, so you're defining massacre by the level of gore. Yes. Okay. Interesting. It was not gory at all to me. Okay. I'm just going to do a quick check on the Merriam-Webster definition of a massacre, massacre. just just for our own reference. No, it's good. I like that. Um, Okay. So massacre, the first definition is the act or an instance of killing a number of usually helpless or unresisting human beings under circumstances of atrocity or cruelty. Also, gore is not in the definition. No, I don't think so. I think maybe... You're thinking like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like maybe that's kind of evoking the level I mean, of violence for you. if we want to go in terms of number of deaths, I mean, it's pretty equal. But also, I don't know, I just think a massacre is just way more visually stimula- stimulating. This 
was low i mean it wasn't it didn't really, a low body count a low body count i think the actual victims were very um lifeless to begin with don't speak for james listen hashtag justice for james i want to spend at least 30 minutes specifically talking about james we will so we'll get there because that was my biggest thing i'm like i'm so upset i'm so upset about it he doesn't deserve this no he absolutely does not it reminded me a little bit of tarot in hatching which we just covered so go back and listen to our hatching episode Mm -hmm. if you want to hear what we're talking about but speaking of an innocent victim that's just (sighs) he is an innocent bystander for sure poor guy is just putting up with fucking all hell only to get uh okay yeah we can't can't jump that gun because that's literally the biggest gun in this whole movie (laughs) um i will say the beginning you know you go into a horror movie and like the classics you got scream texas chainsaw massacre friday the third i mean you have all of these horror movies that have that opening kill that sets you up for what is to come. Right. And it's usually a person you're not familiar. You know, it's right out the gate. So you don't know this person. They have no connection to the plot. Exactly. It's just kind of to set the scene of like, this is going to be a slaughter. And this particular opening was extremely lackluster to me. Yeah. The kill was boring. And we open, it's basically like, a delivery driver shows up to a house and there's a note on the door that says any parcels because we're in we're in london or like england general area you know any parcels go bring them around to the back so the delivery driver does that but as he does it he's being kind of a voyeur in a way and he's being creepy Mm-hmm. And looking in the window. Right. At... He's following a young lady around yeah. the house, kind of. And he gets to a window and there's this huge nutcracker head just staring Life-size at him. nutcracker. And he's like, oh, scary decoration, you know. <laughs> and then he's kind of like done. Like he, he's about to right. go. Like he, like he turns no harm, around. No harm, no foul really at that point. Yeah. I mean, he's still a creep. Yeah. But he's done being a creep and now he's leaving. Yeah. And this life-size nutcracker is outside, and he's doing the whole Michael Myers-esque right, vibe not of speaking. not speaking. Um, he doesn't have the head tilt, but he's just kind of, you know, insinuating like, you're done. Mm-hmm. Do we see first thing in the beginning? What? That he stabs him? Well, we do see that he stabs him, but the face change... Oh, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is in the first kill? I believe so. Okay. Cause I believe so. It, it's a normal nutcracker face. And then when he's about to kill somebody, it turns into what looks like from Alien when he's breathing into Sigourney Weaver's face. With the yeah, fangs. the teeth. It's, yeah. The, it's the long pointy teeth. Yeah. And there's kind of a bloody aspect to it. And he's he's got an icicle in his hand and he just thrusts it up through this man's jaw, jaw face skull whatever this guy dies instantly yeah and we never hear about it nobody says um hey what's a dead delivery guy doing out front like, and it's nothing a f- right and it's a foreshadowing scene because we see it again later. yes i feel like they were trying to fill time there because we see so much of the same scene mm-hmm. happen again and it's just like okay but like yeah we saw this and it was not that long ago so we don't need that much of a refresher on it and we're back on the whole like very low budget really we're at one location type of right. movie yes so that's the opening that's the opening that's the opening kill for- and then it says two days earlier so yeah. we're going back in time 
a whole two days and we meet our leading lady whose name I did not know until like 10 minutes further into the movie yeah. but her name is Clara and she's having lunch or whatever with two of her friends talking about her book her most recent okay, book okay so just really quickly before that we do it's that whole like opening scene where it's like no monologue no dialogue it's just you know the opening music whatever right and we see clara on her bed oh yeah she's finishing typing on her up, laptop finishing up her, and she seems excited about it she's like i'm done yes you know? and i love how she does like the type the last sentence period shuts the laptop and the, the clicking <laughs> was very distinct as well i'm like yeah. i don't think any keyboard has that kind of click ever. clickety clickety clackety and if it does i need to find it because i love that sound. i know i do i yeah I'm definitely a slut for the keyboard. (laughs) But she I I can't get over just like the the closing of the laptop to be like, I'm finished. Right. That last period project. And it's like, okay, did you hit save, please? (laughs) Right. Like just shut down your computer. (laughs) I know you're on standby mode, but still. (laughs) Yeah, you never know. This is your livelihood. Yeah. And this isn't her first book either, we find out. But she seemed in good spirits. And then she's at this lunch with her friends. Yeah. And she starts discussing, well, they ask her about her boyfriend, Paul, which can I just, uh, I don't like to do this. Uh-oh. We don't like to do this. Ooh, wait, don't speak for me, Dom. What don't we like to do? I'm sorry. I- I'm just going off of a visuals of the friends. I just, they give off a vibe for me that, um, uh, a streetwalker vibe. Oh, <laughs> In comparison to Clara, they look like they've had a night the night before. Okay. Um, All right. Streetwalker's too much. That's rude. (laughs) But they look like they had a rough night the night before, and they decided to come out for, you know, brunch the next morning. They do look like party girls. Yeah. A little bit. Like, not the same way that Clara is, because Clara is... Seem, feels very straight-laced to me and prim and proper. She seems kind of boring. She is a dull dud, yes. A dullard. Sure. So I think maybe her friends give off the vibe that they're more fun. Mm-hmm. So, um, and maybe that's where you're kind of sensing that differentiation. It's not necessarily that they're even too far in one direction. It's just that they're more in one direction than Clara is because she's all the way over here. She's all the way over there, but I think I'm... I didn't get the names of the fr- well, the one I did. Yeah, but she's the one I'm. I'm mostly judging, I guess. Well, we can judge her for other reasons. We can, ju- but I think that's it. All comes together. Like I yeah. had that initial reaction, mm-hmm. and then I found out later that she is the one mm-hmm. that slept with James. But Paul. Paul. Oh God, sorry, <laughs> sorry. James. How dare you slander James? Sorry, James. He's suffered so much abuse, and now you're slandering his good I name in death. <laughs> I really, I honestly, that was a horrible slip up. Her name's Bye. Also, like the Bye, Bye, bitch. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's what I said when she died. <laughs> it's funny. I wish I did, but I just thought of the drink. Oh, okay. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Like, bye, bye, bye. Yeah, but. Yeah. Whatever that <laughs> drink is. Sure. Bottled drink. Bye. It's apple something. B-A-I. B-A-I. Which I did not know was, is that a British name? Or is she seemed maybe a little bit ethnic, so I wasn't really sure what her nationality was. But Yeah, she had the accent, but I think she could have been a mix of things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
But Clara's kind of letting it all out. Like, oh, I don't know how I feel. You know, it's a breakup, whatever. But I'm confused because we do find out that Bai is the one that slept with Paul. So the fact that she could sit in front of her calmly, cool, and collected and not be like, bitch, this is your fault. I found that very odd. Like when we find out later it's Bai, I was kind of confused as to how Clara could sit at that lunch and be like totally cool with her well she didn't know that it was by while they were sitting there i thought she did no because she asks him later she texts him from her aunt's house and is like who was it and then he tells her she didn't know she says at that brunch i never asked i didn't need to know yes right okay yeah no 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 that would have been a totally different brunch that would have been the massacre of the movie that would have been the massacre (laughs) It would have happened right then and there. Yeah, no, no. But I did think that Bai played it real cool at that brunch because I didn't necessarily have suspicions about it until later. And then I was like, oh, it's definitely one of the friends that she had brunch with (laughs) earlier in this movie. (laughs) So I for sure called that saw it coming. But there wasn't anything Bai did in that brunch that made me suspect her. It was just one of those tropes that I was like, oh, this movie is definitely going to do that thing that other movies love to do. We're narrowing, we're honing in on the whole fact that her Christmas is ruined because she's single now and Right. All that stuff. So her auntie Marie calls up. Who's American. Who is American and that is never addressed. Never addressed. Never, not once. And frustrated me because her daughter, who we will meet later, is also British. So like, what are we doing here? So Mm -hmm. anyway, her auntie Marie calls her and invites her for Christmas. And she's excited because she's like, great, I need to get away. I don't want to be here. I don't want to deal with this Paul thing. But her aunt is like, bring Paul with you and she's like "Mm, he has to work yeah we're busy sorry so she's avoiding telling her aunt that they broke up fine whatever I mean we've all been there right like you just sometimes your family doesn't need to know every little detail of your personal life so fine but she wants to go and as she's heading up there she passes this shop and sees these nutcrackers in the window and she's like compelled by them and then the shop owner like pops up right behind the display right and that doesn't scare her off for some reason because for me i'd be like all right i'm gonna go to the next store over thank you but she goes inside yeah it looked like a nice little antique shop yeah i guess and she's very drawn to this nutcracker and she's like i want to buy this nutcracker and the shop owner dimitri Mm mm-hmm is like, hey, great choice. I also love nutcrackers. And this is a display nutcracker, but I will get you a pre-wrapped nutcracker that you can take. Yeah, sketchy as fuck. Yeah, because we know um, antique stores, everything's one of a kind. And there's not an extra in the back that's already packaged. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Also, Dimitri has those fun handlebar mustaches. I was just going to say, in case we didn't know... We now know he's evil because he did a nice little twirl of his also, handlebar I'm mustache. Also, I'm going to, if you've listened to our Riverdale episodes, bring aye, up aye, Dick aye. Dastardly because <laughs> that is a typical bad guy trope with the... Absolutely. This was a um, an Uncle Frank mustache for yes. sure. But this... Oh, this was... This was more, Dimitri had more of a dick dastardly mustache because it had the curl. A little bit. A little, little. bit. That he did twirl. He at did. One yeah, point. he did twirl it. Like, that's what I mean. He very, very clearly was like, I am evil because look at my fucking mustache. Mm-hmm. So while she's there, Paul does call her 
to apologize and she's like fuck off you tool and i was really proud of her because i do feel like for most of the movie she was not accepting his bullshit which is fair. His excuse when we hear it later as to why he cheated on her is absolute bullshit. And so I absolutely support her for standing up and being like, no, fuck off. Don't, I don't want you anywhere. Anywhere near me. Sorry. <laughs> my notes are on my phone. So like I have to have it in my hand, but also I'm just fidgeting. So <laughs> cool. <laughs> so this phone call is the first time we realize that Paul has a man bun. Can we please talk about that? He does have a man bun. He has a man bun, so we already know he is scum. And fortunately, it's down. It's lustrous and down for the rest of the movie, but initially, he's got a fucking man bun, so do with that what you will. So Clara gets to the house. She walks in. Nobody's there. She's like, hello, anybody home? I have a lot of thoughts about this scene. okay would you like to share them for the it's podcast more visuals but um if okay. you watch which i think you should because you should watch this movie yes yeah i don't know what tree they fucking had in the background of this particular <laughs> scene but it didn't have a top it was kind of just like a bush in the background with <laughs> lights on bush. it it bothered me a lot and also the mantle had pictures taped to it black and white and i thought they were like crime scene photos <laughs> <laughs> because literally i saw it before too when she was on the phone with her aunt and it's like oh nice decorations and then you see in the corner just like three taped black and white photos and i'm like what is this why why are there don i'm so glad you're here because i would literally never notice this stuff oh so my i'm God. so glad you're here to point it out i'm, I'm glad i was sober to watch the movie i'm big picture you know i'm looking for the plot and the threads of oh the i'm movie going holding. into and, every and dawn's looking, looking at the pictures of the Th- they were <laughs> literally i'm like this isn't a decoration and they just looked like crime scene photos and i'm like why love are that. they there love that for and that then, again this tree this particular tree when she gets because later on the tree they show is a normal full tree but this mm-hmm. particular tree when she gets there and that and finally shows up with dalton which oh no right. dan 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 Danton? Ten, hold on danford danford oh my <laughs> it's lord it's not a real name it's not I, it's the name of Call probably dan, a city uh, it's somewhere um danford dan danton danton Dantley. dalton um <laughs> sorry dalton's an actual name yeah, this tree is so fucked up, and I I was so annoyed that they just had this weird fucking Christmas dying, bush. dying bush in the background <laughs> with lights and tinsel on it. But yes, I digress. Go on. Yeah, so we do we do meet Danford, who is the butler, because everybody in England has a butler. Okay, I guess. at first, I'm glad they immediately followed it up with that because then clara's like oh i'm so glad you turned this into a b&b and i was like oh thank god because i'm like why does this woman have a butler she doesn't need a fucking butler oh i must have missed that line of dialogue because i did not know that this house was a b&b because she it was- never factors into the actual plot no it doesn't but she's it's said, just it's- to explain danford's presence <laughs> yes that's exactly okay, cool. what it is <laughs> i'm glad you turned this into a b&b she goes and then she and then the aunt goes but for the holidays, it's strictly family. Okay, cool, great. So, <laughs> good tidbit for but me to pick could up. Can we just talk about how Danford is a horny motherfucker? I I liked Danford. I didn't think he was that. He was nice, horny. but he was flirty. He, I mean, in like the kindly way that old men are that we don't accept anymore because of Me Too, which I'm not saying is wrong, but he's got that boomer mentality of like 
I'm a man and I can flirt with whoever I want and it's a compliment. And it's just like, okay, well, maybe not. He is kind of lurking and spying when we first see him. He's like in an elf costume, which is even weirder Mm -hmm. because I was like, who the fuck is this elf? And then he pops out and they're like, oh, it's Danford. And I'm like, who the fuck is Danford? And then they do eventually explain he's a butler. And it's like, okay, well, I guess you're allowed to be here then. Yeah. We do see, so Auntie Marie and Clara sit down on the couch and she's like, hey, check out my life-size nutcracker that I put up. And Clara's like, that's fucking creepy. And it's like, okay, good. So we're not the only ones. But she mentions that it's like they've had it for years. Yes, it was in her parents' attic. A six-foot life-size nutcracker. Human Where did they get it from? Exactly. This is why I'm confused. Because it is a human person. It's a human. Well, no. I mean, it's possessed by a human spirit, but it's not a human being. Oh, boy. Is it? Yeah. So how is it able to kill? Well, it's possessed by a human spirit. But it's still a human. Like, no, I'm looking I, at the bodily functions of okay, this. Okay, fair. But, I mean, it does have mechanical movements. Like, there was one part towards the end of the movie where it does, like, a like a very strict pivot to the side and kind of, like, walk. It, like, I, I don't think they... It also has Darth Vader breathing. <laughs> yeah, it does breathe like it has lungs. So I'm just thinking to myself... Is it always in human form or is it a knock-knock physical statue? Okay. My perception was that it was a wooden figure possessed by a human spirit. But I understand exactly what you're saying in terms of its mobility and its lungs, (laughs) its lung capacity. (laughs) Because it breathed really heavy. It had a very heavy breath. Honestly, I think this director had a kink for heavy breathing because that's all you hear. Much of yeah, much of what you hear in this movie is heavy breathing and the dialogue is so quiet for some reason. I don't know if you noticed this, mm-hmm. but like the dialogue, I don't know how they did this, but it was so much quieter than every other sound effect in the whole movie and it was just like, okay, well, I'm glad I'm watching with captions because otherwise I wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. Mhm. So anyway, we kind of find out the backstory of Clara in that her parents died when she was younger and her aunt took her in so she kind of grew up with her aunt and her cousin melissa aka mousy (sighs) yeah so they establish that melissa is coming but she's only coming because she heard that clara was coming which is wild because she hates her so like why okay but whatever so she gives her the gift the nutcracker that she bought at the store from Dimitri. Which is not... It is not a nutcracker, in fact. It is a sugar plum fairy, which looks like it was made in a kindergarten class. Mm -hmm. It's not great. And she's really startled by this, but she doesn't say anything. And so her her aunt sets it up near the nutcracker, and she's like, I love it. It's great. And we're like, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Dimitri's up to something. And then while this is happening, we cut back to Dimitri in his store, humming the nutcracker suite, like the the ballet yes. suite for like way too long it's it's such a long scene of him just being like eerily humming and it's like okay we get it he's we get evil. it you're evil yeah he's got something going on he's obsessed with the nutcracker it's like we got this thank you this is like the point a, there's a death after this right well this is the point at which clara texts paul to ask who he cheated on her with okay we don't get to see his text reply She's obviously devastated, yada, yada. But it's nighttime. 
at the stroke of midnight, <laughs> the Christmas tree star topper starts to glow. Okay, so this is detail I didn't notice. <laughs> How did you not notice this? It's like 30 seconds. See, the Nutcracker's eyes turn red and okay. or like yellow and start glowing. The sugar plum fairy eyes I saw the sugar plum, so I must have literally looked down for a second. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, there's some sort of triad happening here between the Christmas star, the Nutcracker, and the sugar plum fairy. We don't really understand the process, but it's happening. So, this is the point at which we now cut back to the opening scene of the movie of the delivery man. Which I found so stupid that we came back to it. Right. Why bother opening with that? If you're just going to come back to it in 20 minutes. Right. The whole point of the opening is to just show the capability of the killer at that point. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes an afterthought. So to come back to that again is weird. It was it was it was weird. It was a weird choice. Mm -hmm. So, okay, fine. We've established that the Nutcracker is now alive and is killing people. So. Now we have Melissa arriving to the home. She is the worst. It's hard to think of a person we've seen in a movie recently who is worse than Melissa. She's fucking horrible. I called her the C word a lot. Oh, no. I know. That's serious. (laughs) In my notes. Although I will say she kind of looks like a, she could be a Lindsay Lohan stunt double. She she has the red hair. I don't think it's natural though. It no. doesn't seem like it was natural. No. I don't know. Sorry if it if it is. <laughs> but she shows up with James. Our, James, our hero. We I love James. Uh, too soon. Still sad. This poor guy is just literally her slave. Yes, he does whatever. And I don't understand why they're together because he is such a good looking dude. And for some reason, he does whatever she wants him to do. But see, that just proves the point that I've been told time and time again, (laughs) that guys love bitches. Yeah. Which it it just makes me so sad because it's like... (laughs) I don't have that capability. Like, I can be a bitch, obviously, but... Not that's to this not, level. No, it's not like... That's not what I lead with. That's right. not my love language being <laughs> a complete a C word. But this is what she was. And the fact that he was, like, at her every beck and call was just atrocious. Yep. yep. And I said to Alberto, because we watched, we watched the movie together, and I said to him roughly five minutes after we were introduced to James, I was like, oh, my God. James is going to die and I'm going to be so upset. And he was like, no, but he defended him because there's a scene where Melissa and James are standing in the living room with the Christmas tree and the nutcracker. And Melissa's like, that's the creepiest shit I've ever seen. And James is like, no, it's really nice. I like it. You know, like he's he's saying really nice he did complimentary not things. What he, got. he absolutely did not deserve it. And I do feel like we got the impression from the initial kill of the delivery man that this nutcracker was being protective of Clara. Because, That's what I thought, yeah. Because this delivery man was stalking her outside the house, seemed to be potentially a threat. So early on, that's the vibe. And then even the next death that occurs seems to match with that because what happens after this is we find out Paul meets with Bai on the street. 
and is like, get the fuck away from me. I told you not to contact me. And Bai is like, um, break up with your bitch. Like, get together with me. This is the moment where we understand that they were having the affair. Right. And he's like, I want to get back together with Clara. I don't want anything to do with you. It's like, go home. I'm blocking you. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> I'm blocking I'm blocking you. you. I'm going to ghost your ass. So she's upset. And it seems like she's not willing to let it go. But she walks away. Mm-hmm. And while she's walking away, the Nutcracker has been eavesdropping on their entire conversation, apparently, because they just happen to have it outside of the house. It's outside of the house. Right. Yeah, because he's showing up there. Yeah, and she just, just is a stalker. Right, clearly. and the Nutcracker is just lurking in the window. So. Yeah, and he decides he's going to grab um, an ice skate. Mm-hmm. Nice festive murder weapon. Yes. A plus. <laughs> and he basically goes after Bai. And this scene made me laugh because Bai is wearing like a white skin tight dress. I did not know if you picked up on this detail. And one, she doesn't scream. Okay. There's no screaming. Like, she sees this nutcracker. Yeah, she's like, weird time of night to go ice skating. <laughs> like, right. It was a very okay. nonchalant right, reaction. And then before he's about to slice her gut, you see the imprint under her dress of where he's going to slice. <laughs> Dawn. It was very obvious. Was it really? Or were you just... <laughs> Are you just this detail-oriented person? Because I would not have ever seen this. No, it was very obvious because... Sure, okay. It literally looked like the... I can't describe... I don't know how, what to call it because he literally slices her stomach and it's supposed to be like where her guts come out. Mm-hmm. But whatever that indentation is supposed to be under the dress... Like a waistline or something? You just see... Her spanks? No, because... <laughs> You see the quote-unquote intestine part, mm-hmm. that bulge under the dress before he slices it. Interesting. So, like, we think maybe they filmed that in one shot. and Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I didn't see that. I wish I, I should have taken a picture because it bothered me. Because the minute I saw it, I'm like, he's going to slice his stomach. And then two seconds later... I'm like, oh, yep, that's what that bulge was under her dress. Well, she does milk her death, I will say. Yeah, she, again, she doesn't yell, scream, nothing. She just, she takes a real long time to die. She's bleeding out and she's just like, uh, like, yeah. what is this? It takes a long time. I It was a little bit too much, but she does die on the sidewalk. And again, a murder we don't hear anything about. So the next scene, they're having dinner. Paul shows up because Auntie Marie invited him. She does not know that they broke up and thought that she was doing Clara a big favor by getting Paul to show up. How'd she have his number? Well, it sounds like Auntie Marie was a big fan of Paul. So I guess maybe. But I I also had the impression that she had never met Paul before. Oh, I mean, I'm that's not... why she was so excited to have it like, like so insistent on him coming. I because... thought it was just because she thought that Clara was sad and obviously Paul should be there because we find out kind of through contextual clues that Auntie Marie has raised Clara. Yeah. In lieu of her own mother who died when she was young. And, right. And she had said stuff like she had hoped that her and Melissa, it's Melissa, Melissa, Melissa like <laughs> would have done more sisterly things together. Right. Growing yeah. up. And, yeah, because um, it sounds like they were kind of f- siblings. Grown up together. Like yeah, they yeah. grew up together, yeah. Yes. So I think she must have met Paul. And because 
Clara says later when she's explaining to Paul why she didn't tell Auntie Marie that they were broken up. She's like, well, she loves you. So I couldn't have told her. I didn't want to ruin her Christmas the way you ruined mm. my Christmas. So I, I don't know. It's family dynamics. And this is why my parents have always refused to express any sort of opinion about men that I've dated or brought home or whatever. They're just like, we don't want to get attached because ultimately it's your decision whether or not they stay around. And so like, we're not going to say we love them. Smart. Is it though? Because sometimes I just feel like it's not welcoming enough to It's partners. not. You're right. You're right. So I think there's like a balance to be struck. So they're they're having dinner. And they go upstairs because Clara immediately is like, I Hold need on, we, we need, need to, to go talk. talk. Yeah, we need to go talk. So she's like reaming out Paul in the room. And Melissa is, of course, listening at the fucking door. And so Paul, sh- this is when Paul tries to explain why he was cheating. And his excuse was like, I was working so hard. And then I went for drinks after work with my coworkers and I got too drunk. And then like it happened. And it's like, that's that's a horrible excuse. There's really no good excuse for cheating, but that's no. a really bad one. Right. Because I mean, anybody can just get drunk after work. Right. So she can never trust you when you drink now because right. apparently... Apparently, if you reach a certain threshold of inebriation, you're like, well, I'll just fuck anyone then. Mm -hmm. Why didn't he call her if that was the case? It's it's so fucking stupid. Or go home to her, whatever. Exactly. So she doesn't buy it and she's like, okay, fine. You can stay the night, but then tomorrow you're fucking out of here, which I think is fair. And the next morning... Or is it that night? He calls her out on like taking pills, which never comes back. Oh, I didn't pick up on she's, that. She's like, she's taking pills and he's like, um, should you be taking all those pills? And she's like, they help me relax. And he's like, not when you take like five of them. And it's yes, like, no, sir, you're not allowed to comment. So you can just fuck right off. And then this is, this is when poor James has his moment. This poor guy. And I, I immediately, the minute I knew it was going down, I was like, no. Uh, yeah. This poor man, like this he's no done sense. nothing wrong. Makes no sense. And if anything, he's been nice about the nutcracker nice who, and- who is objectively creepy and he's the only person who has been respectful about the fact that the nutcracker exists he's barely said a word yes he's no, but every no word dialogue. has been polite yeah he's been so nice he's been accommodating to melissa who is an absolute bitch to him he complimented auntie marie's dinner he was like i love it everything's great delicious amazing and he wanted to have dessert after dinner and melissa was like no we don't have dessert and so he was like okay no we don't have dessert so this is why he gets up in the middle of the night after she's sleeping and goes down to the kitchen some nuts to make himself some dessert what did he pull out of the fridge because he pulls a plate out of the fridge i don't know but he just he goes for the nuts yeah and then that's not enough so then he goes and he finds a bowl of walnuts and tries to crack one open to sprinkle over no yeah not the time he's trying to do it quietly and so at first he starts smashing the nuts against the countertop as quietly as he possibly can and so it does absolutely nothing it was fucking stupid but then he finds a metal nutcracker in one of the drawers but like the typical yeah yeah your usual yes and so he cracks a walnut open and he sprinkles it over whatever the fuck was on the plate and is eating it and the nut cracker shows up and is like tisk tisk right and he has the nut crack the metal nut cracker in his yes, hand he stole it. yeah he took it somehow yeah he, like, he didn't get past him <laughs> he swooped through the kitchen invisible and it has like a walnut in it already kind of like 
to show you a demonstration like yeah what's gonna happen oh my god i honestly did not see this coming. i did not see this coming well i saw it coming but not to the extent that it was showed to us no i thought that there was just gonna be innuendo innuendo <laughs> yeah so he, <laughs> the nutcracker approaches james and the implication initially is okay you cracked these walnuts and now i'm going to crack your nuts and so you're just like, oh, no, that's really bad for James. Oh, no, this is terrible. But then it escalates zero to 60. We get the so visual. So fast. You literally see this nutcracker. Crushing nuts. Crush his, his testicles. And these are like truck nuts. They're fake, obviously. Yes. I mean, and they're, they're fake they're, testicles. I don't think James has a small testicle. No, I these, think are, he has these are some tiny big nuts. testicles. Yeah, he's got... James has good nuts. I, I we know. I can yeah. assume. And and even if he doesn't, in his honor, in his memory, we will say that he had huge nuts. So we have to see the separation of his testicles from sack, his body. The whole sack. Is the gone. whole sack. The entire sack. And <laughs> which is so sad because it's like that's clearly not how he's gonna die. So right. He, and we don't see the actual full death happen. But I mean, he might was, bleed out slowly from that wound. Right, but we know he's he, something clearly has to happen to him later. It's such a brutal death for a person who does not I deserve it. I found it funny that he shoved a walnut in his mouth to keep him quiet. <laughs> I felt like, just spit it out. Just, I didn't. Oh, I mean, this happens a lot, actually, like later when Melissa gets got, he's holding his hand over her mouth and she's struggling silently. And it's like, scream, kick. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could absolutely make noise right now. He, was, he wasn't holding his mouth shut. So he could have just like right. shot out the walnut. Yeah, yeah. Like it made no sense to me. But yeah, he's nutless now. Oh, it's just upsetting. It's really sad. Yeah, because he, he James no did, James did not deserve it. He was a he was a wonderful man. And I wish we had watched this together for that particular scene because the reaction in this room from myself and Alberto, it, Poor it Alberto, was I'm sure he was not fucking in, I know, for a man to watch this movie, I think it has to be really traumatizing. Yes. That reminds me of when I saw um, Hostel 2 with literally three guys. It was with my boyfriend at the time and his two friends. So I was in between him and a friend of his. And there's a scene. Did you see Hostel 2? No. <laughs> Come on, Dawn. I know. Did I see Hostel 1? No. <laughs> so Hostel 2. There, there's, a, there's a scene. And basically this dog goes for... Oh, she cuts... She cuts the dick off of some dude and throws it to the dog to eat. And But as that's happening, I have two men clutching at my thighs <laughs> from either side because they are in pain. And I, you know, you feel it. It's like, yeah, it's what do you pains. call that? You Sympathy pain. No, no, no. But you have a specific word for it in your vagina, don't you? Oh, yeah. Wee pain. Wee pain. That's, wee pain. It. that's it. It does cause a wee pain. A thousand percent. Yeah. But you definitely feel it for them. So it was just that kind of a feeling where it's right. like yeah they i have, react to yeah, you yeah because they have a concept for what that might feel like yes. we don't even know we really. don't know like, but we know that it hurts yeah we know it's bad but yeah. they they actually have context for what that's going to feel like so yeah it's not a great thing and what i'm concerned about is is the implication here because it seemed like the nutcracker was like tisk tisk tisking him for using a nutcracker to crack nuts which is dumb. Well, my question is, 
do nutcrackers have walnut nuts? Because I feel like that's the only reason why they might have an issue with him cracking nuts. Wait, you're saying that... (laughs) Hold on. Yeah. You're saying that (laughs) the nutcrackers balls are walnuts. Correct. That's what I'm saying. So he's punishing James because James wants to technically obliterate a nutcracker's testicles. testicles. Okay. Yes. I didn't think they had balls at all. I honestly never thought about a nutcracker's balls until last right night when I okay. watched the movie. <laughs> because that's when I had this thought about, wait, This particular the- one may have balls, but I don't think in general they do. Are the nutcracker's balls walnuts? Which I actually think would be fine. <laughs> no, because the whole point of their job is to crack walnuts. So why would they be cracking <laughs> their own nuts? Their own nuts. I was trying to explain why he might have killed James. Because, again, James only defended him and tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I was just upset that he wanted to kill James after he defended him. I don't think we're going to get an answer. No, we won't. We won't. And we won't. it's sad because, again, we need justice for James. Yeah, absolutely. There's I, no reasoning. This is the, the most upsetting part. Of I may have to tweet sure. out to whoever did this movie. Yeah, we, we have a problem with what you did here. <laughs> so the next morning, Paul tells Clara that James is missing. And I guess that means the Nutcracker cleaned up the scene and disposed of James and his testicles because we don't see them until later because... He wraps them up nicely under the tree as a present. Yeah. Not the testicles, James. <laughs> yeah, James is wrapped very nicely. His testicles might be in there, but it's not just the testicles. So anyway, so Paul and Clara go back to Dimitri's shop to ask about the Nutcracker. And this is where we get the lore. We get the lore and we also get that whole demeaning lesson on why you shouldn't buy mass marketed toys. Yeah, we're very anti-capitalism. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really just like, well, they have no character. They have no backstory. Because he compares it to a Ouija board. Yeah. So. But this lore. Yeah. It reminded me of that movie we watched. Killer Sofa? No. Um, oh. No, Killer Sofa had great lore. That, But that was its own <laughs> Great lore. is, okay, overstating it maybe. but We loved that movie. Let's I love Killer real. Sofa, yes. Let's be clear. And again, it had its own lore. Like nobody's ever done that before. It did. It did. But it was, it was, uh, interesting. Sketchy lore. But this particular lore reminded me of when we watched that movie that How Did This Get Made did with Melissa Joan Hart and the Nutcracker and how the whole German background. Okay, so we didn't cover this for the podcast, but no, we, we didn't watched, cover this for yeah, the podcast. But podcast. how did this get made? Did yeah. obviously huge. Love you guys. We <laughs> yeah, shout you. out to them because we're on the same level. <laughs> Jason June and uh, Paul. Paul. I was going to say Paul John Shear. We watched the movie before we listened to the podcast where they covered it, and this particular movie was basically fall in love with a nutcracker and a nutcracker come to life it was it still gave that essence of the nutcracker was given either its power or was given by that random old dude that knows the backstory (laughs) of what the well this is the formula this is the formula for these types of movies there's always an old guy Yep. Who knows the lore <laughs> and is kind of in on the lore. We we should have a drinking game for how many times we say lore. Honestly, 
Have fun. Yes. Enjoy. We didn't count. Because we're we're not done talking about the lore. So (laughs) to explain to you what's happening here, I took very, very specific notes about this. I'm so happy you did. Okay, great. Because I, and some of this is word for word. So legend has it that the Nutcracker represents strength and power, and it will guide and protect you from evil spirits and protect your family from danger. Okay, fine. Again, this feeds into our sort of perception that the Nutcracker is there to protect Clara. Because, again, to this point, it's kind of been killing people that have done her wrong in some way, except for James. Except for James. So we find out further. So there was a tuberculosis epidemic. And actually, (laughs) the way he pronounces it, it's like tuberculosis. (laughs) It was weird. Which cracked me up. So there was a tuberculosis epidemic (laughs) in the late 1800s. And... The Nutcracker play was written to distract people from the fact that everybody around them was dying. And there's a German soldier who saw the play and just became fixated on the Mouse King. And there's also a related lore because now that's like sort of one lore. And then the other lore has to do with the jewels because there's another local tale about jewels that come from hell that are harvested mm-hmm. and cause evil and insanity. So holding one, just holding one can drive a man insane. But this German soldier ate one. He fucking ingested it, swallowed it. For the record, they look like gushers. So I don't blame <laughs> oh, them. Dude, love gushers. Yep. So that is my weakness. They looked like gushers. I would eat every insanity gem ever. <laughs> what is, wait, what is the Marvel, not Marvel. Um, oh, the, the Infinity Stones. Infinity Stones. Okay, so they let's, kind of let's call them Insanity like Stones. Insa- okay. Fair. Insanity Stones. So this German soldier swallows an Insanity Stone, and he came to believe that he was the Nutcracker. And to end the tuberculosis plague, he needed to find and kill the Mouse King. And here's where I get kind of lost in the lore, because... I've been lost this whole time. <laughs> I've been lost in the lore forever. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> lost in the lore. So, okay, he, I finally have a new t-shirt. Guys. Yes. I have a new lost merch, in lost in the lore. <laughs> so he has to find two sisters for some reason, kill one of them, and make the other one his princess. Yeah, no, I don't understand that I don't understand all. that either. So he does. He does do that. He finds two sisters. He kills one, and he forces the other one to eat an insanity stone. And after they do this, they, they're, like, married in this weird sort of ceremony. <laughs> and then they're killed immediately because they're crazy, I guess. And then there's this weird comment about how autopsies were performed and no jewels were found in either of them. So I don't know what to make of that. Do you have any? <laughs> I don't. And, okay. But I, I'm so grateful that you had all of that. Okay, great. You want to hear what I wrote? <laughs> what did you write? He found an eight gushers and became the <laughs> nutcracker and had to find the mouse game. <laughs> okay, cool. That was exactly, I think I summed it up. But well, I- to be honest, like my notes don't make any more sense because I have so many question marks. I'm like, autopsies were performed and no jewels were found? Question mark? What does that mean? Question mark. It's like, did they not eat the jewels? Like, what happened to the insanity stones? I don't. I have a lot of questions too, but it's. 
much later. Um, I, I don't know. So they find all this out from Dimitri, but it really doesn't shed any light on this situation. And Paul thinks he's insane. Yes. Paul makes a great point. I turned to Paul, Alberto. From this point on, he makes a lot of great points. He absolutely does. And I turned to Alberto and I said, actually, this makes I like a lot him. of sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I can't forgive him for what he did. But in terms of this movie, Paul is like, it's much more likely that James got an Uber Got the fuck away from Melissa, who is an absolute bitch. That's why I wrote he's spitting straight facts. Exactly. Like, she's a fucking bitch. Because the alternative out. that Clara is presenting is that a nutcracker came to life, is evil, and killed James. <laughs> yeah, he's so, like, no, he doesn't want to deal with your bitch cousin. Yeah, and which is a much more valid conclusion to come to. So, like, absolutely. So, while they're out kind of playing detective... Melissa brings Auntie Marie in on the fact that Paul and Clara are broken up Mm -hmm. and is being kind of an asshole. So Auntie Marie slaps her across the face because Melissa is like, I wish she died in the car crash that killed her mother. And earlier on, she was kind of like, I just wish you were never born. And it was just yeah, she's she's real mean to her. And I honestly like I don't know how to feel about it because we don't know a backstory of the family. (sighs) No. And it does seem like it was really hard on her to have her mother bring in this other daughter you know pseudo daughter and then maybe treat her preferentially like we don't know but it's right we don't know but it's but she goes to extremes melissa yeah i i don't want to excuse melissa's behavior she's an asshole but if she was brought up feeling like she was coming in second to somebody who wasn't even her mother's actual daughter yeah we hear nothing about clara's father we don't know if he died in the same accident that her mother died in we don't know we don't know if he was present yeah that's also true we we know nothing about any of this so i mean i don't i don't know so anyway clara and paul get back they're like we can't find james and then paul goes upstairs and melissa is like well i'm gonna pretend to bone you how can i make this worse so she, of course, times it so that she's straddling Paul at the moment that Clara walks in. And Clara's like, oh, my God, you're doing this again with my cousin. And Paul's like, no, I swear it wasn't my fault. She gives him this great speech about, like, you need to take accountability for your actions. Because as much as Melissa was setting him up in that moment, I don't think he did enough to, like, diffuse that situation. No. So, you know, yeah, take accountability. So... After this, Clara and Paul are arguing out in the hallway. The Nutcracker. In the meantime. In the meantime, the Nutcracker comes into the bedroom where Melissa is, smothers her with a pillow, but does not kill her. No. Which is interesting. An interesting choice. And then they come back into the room because Clara now wants to confront Melissa and be like, you're an asshole. Yeah. But the Nutcracker has pulled her into the closet. And And is basically wrapping her in garland. Yeah, well, he does strangle her with a garland, but before that, when he's trying to keep her quiet, this is what we were talking about before. He's, like, covering her mouth with his hand, Mm -hmm. but, like, she could absolutely make more noise and does not, but he does strangle her with the garland, and then he turns on the lights. Yeah. Because at first the garland is not lit, but then he lights the garland. It's very festive. Love that for her. Mm -hmm. So Clara realizes that the Nutcracker is searching for a sister. 
But she realizes it can't be her because she doesn't have any sisters. Melissa is technically not her sister. So she's like, oh, he's after Aunt Marie. Right. Awkward. So who we have to also go into who the Nutcracker goes after next. Which, what, Danford? Danford. That was actually happening simultaneously with Dimitri revealing the backstory. So oh, right. I yes. did skip over that because I wanted to cover the lore. This poor drink. man was impaled with candy canes in All ways that I... All over his face. I gouged out. Yeah, it was bad. unpleasant because this is when Marie finds Stanford's body in the basement and candy canes are just sticking out of him like a fucking hedgehog. So yeah. it's... Ooh. I like that. Oh, okay. I got some more similes for you. Stay tuned. (laughs) So now Paul is on board with Clara's theory about the Nutcracker because she's like, you need to trust me. Like, how am I supposed to trust you if you don't trust me? So the Nutcracker is after them. He's trying to kill everybody. He bashes Paul's head with a hammer three times. This scene was weird. It was... (laughs) Yes. The bathtub scene was That's an understatement. Yeah, we're not there yet. He first, he bashes his head with a hammer. I thought he was dead because that's a hammer to the skull thrice. And maybe even if he wasn't hammering him hard enough, it's still enough to prevent him from moving. Yeah. (laughs) So he changes. He's not moving at all. Yeah, he's, he's not living. Like, come on. So Clara runs away. She like, she tries to get the Nutcracker to come after her instead. And then she runs and hides in the bathroom. But doesn't really hide because... In the bathtub! Yeah, there's no escape Fully exposed. Route. Yeah. Fully exposed. And she takes, like, the, the shower head. Like, she's gonna bash shoot with it, it with... Did you say bath him? Bash. Oh. <laughs> bath him with the shower bath. <laughs> Bathe him I with the shower. I don't know what a bath, bath I, him would be. I don't know. That's a, an adjective we or a verb we've just created tonight. So... While she's hiding in the bathtub, armed with the faucet, mm-hmm. Paul limps in. And again, to make it, yeah. do not understand how he's alive, but okay. So then the nutcracker comes in and starts to strangle Clara. And Paul grabs like onto his knees. <laughs> and then he stops for some reason because he's like about to kill her and doesn't. And then the nutcracker starts slamming Paul's head into the side of the bathtub porcelain top now i don't know if you noticed the detail at which he was being bashed but i couldn't look honestly this was uncomfortable for me especially the sound that his head was making upon impact i wasn't listening i was watching because it was more paul banging his own head (laughs) oh no (laughs) as opposed to the nutcracker bashing it so you just saw like the movement of a hand, but it was more his like hit, head yeah. hitting it itself. Okay. So I was not really... Um, you weren't convinced. You didn't no. think that the Nutcracker was actually murdering him. Okay. Well, that explains why he doesn't die. Because honestly, between the hammer and the bathtub, Paul should have been dead. These are severe head injuries. Yeah, that, in the same spot. No yeah, less. that if they did not cause immediate death would at least cause a concussion or something serious enough right, that like he would not, not have been moving. able to function. No, That's yeah. That's nuts. Right. So No pun intended. <laughs> ah, <laughs> definitely intended. So Clara runs and hides and she ends up in the 
closet where Melissa's body is. She gasps and like the Nutcracker is in the room looking for her and he comes to the closet and opens it. She's hiding behind clothes. Not very well because, you know. We know she's there. We know she's there. And like he had a hunch that she was there. So the fact that he doesn't really look any further is like, okay, well, you're stupid. (laughs) So he leaves. And then again, Paul is alive and like comes and finds her. They go outside because the Nutcracker now is holding Marie. He's getting ready to blood sacrifice her to whatever. A lot happened right now that I feel is a fever dream. Okay, well, this is all related to the lore, which never made sense to begin with. So yes, it all feels very uncomfortable logically. I wrote a quote down and I'm forgetting where I got it from. Okay. Take me to the land of the sweets. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, because for some reason... Marie seems to understand what's happening. And because the sisters who were involved in this seem to be of the same bloodline. So it's her and her sister that passed. Is that what we're supposed to gather? <sighs> that Clara's mom is the one that died and her aunt is the mom, is the sister is of the, the prin- mom? Yeah. The, again, I don't fully understand what's happening here. But we do know that her parents had this nutcracker from when... Clara was little. Her mother did die in this car accident. And now I don't know why he's trying to kill Marie if she's the only sister left. Because Wouldn't he want her? Yeah, she should be the princess at that point. Right. Who's going to be the princess if he kills her? And I found it funny, too, because the nickname for Melissa was Mousy. So I would think she would want to go. The Mouse King. Wa- yeah. Yeah. It, none of it makes sense. No. Yeah. But so, on. okay. So to combat this, Clara and Paul show up and they're wearing the crowns. We did not talk about this because it was fucking weird. So the package. This was fucking weird yeah, too. The package that the delivery man who got murdered earlier in the movie was actually sent by Melissa to the home because she wanted to have these crowns available for her and James to wear. And it's literally just plasticky looking. They're literal. Shitty party, party city. city crowns. <laughs> Party City crowns. And I don't know why she bought them in the first place. Like, why would she ever think she should need to be wearing a crown? I don't know. There was no background to this at all. Literally nothing. So Clara and Paul show up wearing these stupid fucking crowns. And they're like, we're the mouse king and queen. So if you want us, come get us. And I should point out that at this point, Alberto is like, where did she get that gun? Because Clara is now holding a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Paul has a knife. So that makes sense. But then Alberto was so upset about this. He was like, why does she have a gun? This is not America. People don't just like have guns. And I was like, okay, fair point. We don't know where the gun comes from, (laughs) but fine. And it was also like a weird looking gun too. Yeah, it was It was like, a, I don't know anything about guns, so I really don't feel comfortable saying, but it was like a long barrel yeah. to it. So I don't, I don't know what kind of gun that is. But Clara shoots the Nutcracker twice and he goes down. And then she does the stupid horror movie tropey thing where she goes over to be like, is he really dead? But then in his hand, he has the one gusher. <laughs> He's got the, he's he, got the uh, insanity the stone. The insanity stone that yeah. he needs to that he needs, needs to survive. Be, yeah, and apparently she goes, "Give me the star." So the star of the tree, I assume. Yeah, yeah. So wait, sorry. Hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> so before any of this, so when she goes to check if he's dead, he is obviously not dead. So he jumps up and tries to stabby her, 
And Paul, this is when Paul shatters the sugar plum fairy figure. Yes, yes. And and reveals a stone. So like the sugar plum fairy had, had a stone. Had a gusher in it. Had a gusher. And then the nutcracker goes down again. And this time he has the stone Right, in his like his hand, hand opens and yep. there's another one in there. Yes. And then kind of like you don't watch Harry Potter or you don't know anything about Harry Potter, but kind of like a Harry Potter horcrux, Clara uses the Christmas tree star topper to stab the insanity stone, which destroys it, I guess. Uh-huh. So that's the end of the Nutcracker's sentience, which is great. And so it kind of calls back to that scene that we were talking about earlier with the star glowing and then the sugar plum fairy glowing and then the nutcracker glowing. So I guess they were all all kind of like stone vibing at the time. Like, I don't know what that's called, but I guess that's how that happens. But fine. So stones are destroyed. The sentience is destroyed. Paul and Clara get back together because that's a great idea Mm -hmm. because he totally deserves it at this point. He does not. And then we cut back to Dimitri in his little shop. I was confused by this a little bit. And he has some more insanity stones and he's like licking them and he doesn't eat any, but he's definitely insane (laughs) because that was his whole thing. He was like, by the way, these stones make you insane. Like, don't forget, they make you insane. And it's like, okay, cool. So you have a bunch. And so was... Was, was Dimitri the, behind this whole yeah, thing? Yeah, was the point that he sent the Sugar Plum Fairy with the infi- Insanity Stone to Auntie Marie because he knew that the Nutcracker was there with the other Insanity Stone? Did they need to be together to activate? I think so because the initial German soldier slash Nutcracker had both and he ate both at once. Okay. And it was like a greenish. So and a they need to be one. reunited for the Nutcracker to regenerate. I think so, and for and my understanding is from the whole insanity thing, we're just supposed to assume that there was really no motive. Like he had no reason. I said that too. I was like, I don't get why he's going after them. I don't think he was. I think he was just trying to create chaos stupid because he's insane because he has these stones that make him insane stupid i agree i agree and and again the lore is flawed and it creates this sort of like pseudo plot that doesn't fully connect in the end like you said at the top of this episode the movie wanted to go somewhere and it just never quite got there it flatlined we had we literally like it and it fades to black and you're like and we're done like it's it's just they over tried. they tried with this this backstory and this history and it just it didn't all connect well enough it didn't connect but it also wasn't explained right well enough like i just yeah I fully yeah i couldn't connect the present day issues right right with the lore so yeah. that's that was the problem that was the problem mm-hmm. but that is how it ends. Yeah. Great, bad Christmas movie. Yeah. For sure. Have fun. It's an hour and a half. It's, it's a quick, watchable. The, it's a quick one. The yeah. acting is not great, but it's not awful. The plot is... To have a laugh. Is Watch enough. it to have yeah, a laugh. Yeah, the plot is there enough, but it doesn't fully get there. So that provides you with the discussion topics for afterwards where you're like, what the hell <laughs> did any of this mean? Exactly. It's a talking piece. You're going to watch yeah. it and you're going to be like, I need to talk about this with somebody because right. it's insane. And like, did I miss something? Uh-huh. Because it see, it really seems like it should have made sense by the end and it just doesn't. So I can confirm that it doesn't make sense, like regardless. But if you want to talk about if you have any insight for us, if you 
if you saw this movie and you put more pieces together than we mm-hmm. did, we would love to hear about it because I think we're we're both on the same page of like this didn't quite get there. No, and I I want to think that the movies we picked for this month are of a realm that not a lot of people would cover. <laughs> a lot of people would not subject themselves to this torture. But not even to that. It's just there are more popular mainstream that we could have gone with. Absolutely. Um, and you have me just sitting there going through Tubi. I mean, <laughs> that day I sent I sent her just screenshots of synopsises as I was scrolling of just the most ridiculous things I'd seen that could be, you know, holiday related. And we uh, and we got a good four. Yes, absolutely. Well, three because we're re-releasing one, but it was. There's so many more. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, there's years of material that we could cover. Um, Absolutely. We'll be here for a long time. But I did want to back to our justice for James. Oh, yeah. We're I needed to that. know. I needed to know what else he's in. I, mm. you know, I was just curious at his acting abilities because I, again, his there wasn't a lot of dialogue for him. Um, He had a brutal death. And I just wanted to see what else he's in. And I, I want to give you a couple of titles. I can't wait. Please tell me. Dinosaur Prison. Oh. Snake Hotel. What the fuck? Fire NATO. <laughs> Conjuring the Plastic Surgeon 2. Oh, 2. So there's a first there's Conjuring a first. of the Plastic Surgeon. Great. Croc! Exclamation point. Oh. Is that the shoe or the animal? The animal. Okay. Not as excited. And Tooth Fairy 5. Oh, no. <laughs> So there are five Tooth Fairy movies. Wait, is that the Tooth Fairy movie of The Rock? Uh, no, the Rock John- no, oh, no. This is this is a horror. Oh, okay, genre. a genre. Okay, cool. And one of the movies that he's in that is oh, there's another one. I'm sorry. Oh, The Cult of Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Wait, I want to do that for the I kind of want to do that, right? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but there is one that he did this year called Christmas Party, and you okay. would think, okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. And here's the synopsis for that one. Dumped by her boyfriend just before Christmas for being too boring, Ruth faces spending the holidays alone. A friend introduces her to a secret sexy club where (laughs) Ruth falls for the charismatic club owner who shows her new ways to jingle. Oh, um, again, I it gave me porn vibes. Yes, but it, that's fair. I read it on IMDb, and I don't think IMDb advertises porn. So okay, yeah. I mean, it could just it could just be slightly erotic, you know. Also, I found this very funny. He has an upcoming movie that is Cinderella's Revenge, and do you want to guess who he's playing? Okay, in the movie of Cinderella. Cinderella's okay. Revenge. Okay. There's only like two male characters in Cinderella. Oh, you're not gonna guess this. One. No. Okay. Well, then tell me. Elon Musk. Oh. <laughs> so that alone makes me curious what this movie is all yeah, about. Yeah, I I don't remember Elon Musk in the original Cinderella. Cinderella. No, me no, neither. That that's not someone I recall. Okay. Um, that made me a little excited because I'm like, I may need to venture into we might what We might have to do are. a whole month of James-based movies. I think so because they all seem like they all, they're right all pod alley. material. Um, and some of the actors from this movie were in the Winnie the Pooh um, oh, the horror the one. The horror one. Blood and Honey. I'm sorry. Blood and Honey. Which is going to have a sequel where some of the actors, so some that were in the first I'm assuming are not in the second, and then some of the <laughs> others are in the second one. Um, 
And then I did find a little something something about this movie. The film's dialogues were heavily edited for a Russian theatrical release. Clara, an expi- expiring. Expiring. <laughs> She's going bad. <laughs> She's on the turn. Expiring writer. Struggling with her boyfriend's infidelity for no reason became a raving alcoholic. Oh, hold on. Wait, it keeps going. With kidney failure caused by the boyfriend's moonshine, which is why she's upset with him. Dimitri, the toy maker, tells Clara he recognized her as a Swedes family member by, quote unquote, the smell of alcohol. And Clara said to him that, quote unquote, like Russians... A lot of toilet humor and other raunchy jokes were also added. Oh, my God. I kind of wish I watched the Russian Yeah, version. wait, where can we find that? Is that available for viewing? Um, I didn't get that far. I'm going to look on my illicit website. I was just going to say, I noticed it. it on IMDb. That was like the only fun fact. And I was like, that's, okay, cool. That's fun. I love that. Love that for her. Yeah, that she's a raging <laughs> It would explain a lot about this movie, honestly, if it was just an entirely like a fever dream. It would. It really would. But yeah, that's all the fun stuff I have about this. I was just very intrigued by James and I wanted to know his Absolutely. Work. He it, he was gone too soon, you know? It was just a very sad character death. Like I think he has more I, worth than that. And absolutely. I wanted to know he was a kind soul. He was. And I just hope that if we do cover anything else he's in he gets he, a better a ending. better yeah yeah me too me too i mean maybe dinosaur hotel we don't know i like wait isn't it snake hotel or dinosaur ja- dinosaur jail and snake hotel oh, yes sorry but yeah i would love sorry to, to s- confuse the two i would love to see wait, either one of these i have three pages of <laughs> shit here dawn nope, is nope that's not it <laughs> oh it's well, on the back of this hold on you're uh, right it's dinosaur prison oh prison okay sorry jail, and then snake yeah. hotel and fire nato I would love to see Snake Hotel. I feel like that is uh, either that's a porno or it's a bad sci-fi movie. I want to see Conjuring of a Plastic Surgeon too. Yeah, where are they conjuring? Like his ghost, Maybe. his or her, his or her ghost. I don't. But again, be. it's the second, so we should probably watch the first. Yeah, otherwise we'll be totally lost. And I find it funny that they're in like that. He's in like the second. Like, he's in Tooth Fairy 5, not 1 yeah. to 4. It took a while for him to gain traction in the Tooth Fairy universe. <laughs> <laughs> they saw his nut work and was like... Oh, come on, Dawn. Don't talk, about his, don't talk about his testicles. Like. Sorry. So, yeah, that was Nutcracker Massacre. Again, not... Happy holidays, y'all. Happy holidays. Not a lot of blood. <laughs> oh, um, but lots of separated testicles. Fine. But again, even that, there wasn't a lot of blood involved. <sighs> it doesn't matter. I really didn't need to see that. And the death count wasn't enough for a massacre, I don't think. Okay. Dawn's got high standards for massacres. Sorry. I just think a lot more of massacres. That's all. (laughs) Hashtag more massacres. Yeah. But next week, we have a lovely Lifetime movie. I'm so psyched. Silent Night, Fatal Night. You can already tell by the title. It's going to be amazing. It is. And I, again, described this movie to other people and they laughed at me. Yeah. So that means it's right up our alley. And it's then, be great. as you know, week after that, we are going to do our re-release of The Ginger Dead Man. Only because we are preparing mm-hmm. for our premiere of a sequel. Ginger Dead Man 2. Passion of the Crust. Passion of the Crust. 
Yeah. We can only imagine how amazing that's going to be given how amazing the first installation I'm a little was. sad, though, because Gary Busey is not this ginger dead man. Oh, no. He well, did we, did, we did eradicate to... him in the first film. So, you know, we have to go somewhere else. True. Now. True. True. Definitely check out all of our socials. The website has where you can watch these movies. I hope you do before you listen to us because... We want to hear what you have to say. And uh, yeah, that's where we will keep you updated on anything new we have going on. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish listeners. Yes, it starts tonight. Yeah, today is the first day of Hanukkah. So everybody fucking enjoy that. If you're Jewish and and <laughs> fucking enjoy that, if fucking you're enjoy your Hanukkah Jewish people. And if you're not Jewish, it's National Cotton Candy Day. So go on out and have your cotton candy. There you go. You know, I love funny? cotton candy. It's my I, favorite. I've seen recent videos on TikTok of people making cotton candy, but like very stringy to where it looks Ew. like thread. Oh, it's an interesting way to make it. Look for it on TikTok, people. It's <laughs> literally the th- like it looks like string, string and people are like literally roping it together. And okay, I need my cotton candy to be cotton. Like that's kind of this the looks whole like point. string a thousand percent. I always get the tall cotton candy size at any carnival I ever go to. I honestly remember not too long ago you were gung ho on getting your cotton candy. Uh, listen, I only go to carnivals for cotton. Was it candy. that or the popcorn? No, it was the cotton candy. It was definitely right? cotton candy. Yeah, I like popcorn but con candy is it's like i only ever get it when i go to carnivals and you sent so, me a picture after yeah you next it was to a your giant, huge, it was a giant fucking yeah. bag it's not half my size i'm not i'm not that small i don't think i can't remember the last time i had it but oh my god I it love is it delicious so much i love it so much and so that's why like i can't they, i just feel my teeth decaying i know like, i know it's i know it's so bad for me but i can't help it i just love it it's fun. Yeah. It's just, it is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So maybe for National Cotton Candy Day, I'm going to go ahead and indulge I think somewhere you should. that sells cotton candy. I think chips eating at our wires means that we should conclude. I'm trying to distract him with the noise over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're interested in that, huh? Well, guys, we're going to go play with the cat now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm distracted. We'll see you next week. Bye.